All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about an extremely important topic, sex, sex and the lack of it. I think it's not really a big secret nowadays that young people, young men in particular, are statistically having much less sex than we used to. And it's, it's really interesting just because, you know, sex is always such a, it's like a taboo topic in certain ways. You know, we're like, I'm not even going to say it's a taboo topic, but it's something that like is viewed negatively in certain ways, but it's literally like the one thing that makes our species continue to survive through the years and the centuries. Um, so it's, it's just, it's always an interesting topic to talk about. Now, um, I, I don't even need to go into that many statistics. It's proven statistically though, that young men in particular, young men in particular are having less sex, um, than they have in the past. And there's been a downward trend in this over the past couple of decades. I feel like as I present this, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like I should have this as like a PowerPoint presentation. You know what I mean? Like, as you can see here on this chart, young men in 1980 were having sex six times per week. You know, like, yeah, I feel like I should have like all these bullet points and stuff up there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be, it'd be kind of a funny like PowerPoint presentation to, uh, to listen to. If you heard some high school kid like talking about this, why are young men having sex then less often than usual? Probably be, like the horniest kid in the class doing this. Um, but anyway, okay. So young men are having less sex supposedly than ever before and i feel like um i can just based on what i you know being still i would consider myself a young man a 34 year old man um you know based on what i know about myself my friends groups everything like that i would say that yes this definitely does seem to be true even though i wasn't alive back in the 1970s or 1980s well i was born in 1989 right um but the statistics will show that this is true and just my personal experience with life right now will say that this is probably true and yes i will talk a little bit about my own you know personal my sex journey i don't know if you want to call it that right um without going into too many details but that will be part of this but the point is is yes we uh you know young young straight men in particular are having less sex on average than usual why? Why? And what does it mean? Now, there are a lot of factors involved in this, and I'm going to talk about some of them and kind of come to my conclusion on, I guess, what I think just the biggest one overall is, right? And um, it, so just to like to go into some of the possible factors. Okay, you know, people will talk about like low testosterone levels for one. They'll say, you know, testosterone levels in males are, are lower than they're supposed to be, lower than they've ever been, whatever, on average, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's definitely true. Um, I'll talk a little about that. I, I kind of am doing the PowerPoint thing now, aren't I? Like these are going to be my three to four key points, and then I'm going to give you a summary at the end. No, but then, um, you know, we, we could talk to, I've, I've talked in previous episodes about just, what I would consider a crisis of masculinity in modern society, particularly in the West, particularly in the U.S. I can maybe touch on that a little bit. Um, I also think that there's kind of like a growing, not a rich-poor gap, although you can almost consider it like a rich-poor gap, since I think that a lot of women are secretly much more of gold diggers than they would want to admit, but kind of a rich-poor gap or a high-class versus low-class gap in males, and there's not that many, you know, middle to upper middle class, if you'll call it that, stand-up males in society who would women would want to sleep with right um you know this is a problem i think this is a, a multifaceted problem um where part of it is men having less desire to have sex and part of it is women having less desire to have sex with men with men being less desirable for different reasons okay there are definitely other societal factors in this and then there's the porn thing okay there's porn and masturbation porn um, and I'll probably come back to this more at the end just because I think that, well, you know, a spoiler alert, I think that 
I think porn is the biggest problem. I really do. And I'll kind of go deep into it at the end. Um, but, it, you know, it gets really interesting because, you know, you might say, well, is this really that big of a deal? Whatever. Probably not. But, you know, among the, the issues we could look at in society, um, well, like I said, sex is, you know, and ultimately heterosexual sex between men and women is that's what makes our species uh, survive. And, and, you know, uh, and, you know, there's talk about population decline in different places around the world. And it's, you know, it's weird, like actually in like Eastern Europe is where I find that there's a lot of countries in like population decline. You know, you hear about Japan and everything like that. Um, in the U.S., we're not, you know, in decline as it is right now, but there are projections of U.S. population declining, you know, by the late 21st century. And really, this is not even something that I don't think this is a factor we should really concern ourselves with that much. Like, oh, is the fact that young men are having sex less is like population decline the biggest concern of this? I mean, I think it's too far into the future to really be that concerned with. And there are too many other things that are going to happen between now and 2086, which is like the supposed year when the U.S. population growth rate is going to, you know, begin to actually start declining where like, you know, the the deaths are greater than the births or whatever. Um, Like, I think we have too many other things that are going to happen between now and then they're going to alter the course of history anyway. So... What I'm saying with this is the fact that young men, particularly in the West and the U.S., are having less sex than, you know, that we used to on average. I don't think we should be, you know, worried and saying like, oh, it's going to be population decline is the biggest thing we have to worry about. Maybe there's an element of that, but I think we should just be more worried about it for, for ourselves in society, you know, as individual men. Like, why are we having sex less often than usual? Because sex is a beautiful thing. It's a necessary thing. And even just on a personal level, like if you're not having sex in your life, your life is probably not as good or fulfilling as it should be. Okay. And, um, I think even for me, see, I you know speak about a lot of topics fairly openly on this podcast. I'm someone who, and I've talked about dating a lot in recent episodes. You know, I've been single now for the last two and a half years. I actually got a late start just in everything, in dating and sex and everything like that. I didn't really start dating until I was in my you know, mid to late or well, early to mid twenties. I was just a late bloomer in all areas. I was very shy as a kid. I didn't hang out with girls, anything like that. Because of that, I was way behind in everything, you know, dating, sex, all that stuff. Um, now, you know, I mean, I've, I guess it's interesting because some people look at me now and they're like, yeah, Sean, you're like, you know, you're a, well, somewhat successful, I guess you could say. Um, no, you know, not, not the richest man on the earth. Certainly I have it, you know, a decent salary and and a decent um how do i put this like okay if you're a woman looking at men because because women in general you know judge men based on a lot of different things but it's a lot related to our status in society right how much money do we make what type of position do we have yes there's personality traits involved some of that's reflected even by the status that we have like they kind of judge our personality sometimes based on our status in society, meaning that if you're a man who's, you know, taking a leadership role in a company, that means probably that you are a strong man. You are an assertive man. You are probably the type of man that she'll want to be leading her and her household, right? And these are all, you know, generally positive things, in my opinion. Um, But where I was going with all that is, you know, women, you know, certainly there's an element of women want, you know, a man they consider handsome. They want a man that they consider to be uh, physically attractive, physically fit, at least to a certain extent. Obviously, there's the financial protection that I already talked about, um, you know, the personality aspects. But among all these things that women look for in men, um, you know, you would say that I probably like check 
quite a few of the boxes that women are looking for. I would say probably the one that I don't check quite as much as a lot of other guys my age is the financial box, just because even though you know I make an, enough of a you know salary and make enough money that it's not an issue, I also can't you know I'm, I'm still middle class to maybe barely upper middle class, right? I can't fly them to freaking Dubai every weekend. You know what I mean? Like that's the one area I would say, and I literally talk to friends about this, like. Money is literally the one area where I can't put myself into the top, you know, several percent of males. Money is the one area where women might look at me and say, ah, he doesn't have exactly what I'm looking for, right? Now, the reason I mention all this is just because, you know, for me, I've been dating a lot, like I said, over the last year and a half at 34 years old, and I have probably all of the other factors, you know, objectively, probably all of the other factors that most women would be looking for in a man, um, just these tangible factors, which are extremely important. Um, now, with that being said, it's still not easy. It's not easy out here in the dating game. And what's interesting about me is, you know, even after starting, you know, my dating and sex journey and finally in my 20s, you know, I've since then, you know, I've had um, a few periods. I mean, the most recent one being uh, throughout most of late 2021, you know, mid to late 2021 and like halfway through 2022, I didn't have sex for over a year. Right. And that was the same thing happened. I want to say like, was it 2018? Long story short, I've had two like long dry spells, uh, you know, dry spells as we call them that have lasted over a year in the past uh, six or seven years. Right. And um, this is something that's extremely common, extremely common, even among men like myself, who you would think like, oh, yeah, he should be doing well with women. He should either have a girlfriend or if he's dating, you know, and I'm talking about heterosexual males here. Um, I don't know what the statistics say about homosexuals necessarily, um, but with heterosexual males, you'd say, oh, yeah, a guy like him, you know, he's probably either should have a girlfriend or he should be dating and having sex one way or the other, either way, right? Um, but there are a lot of men like me out there who are not for long periods of time. Now, like recently, uh, like I said, I've been dating a lot over the past year and a half, and yes, I have had sex on a somewhat regular basis, um, you know, but not even like... Still not necessarily that often, Probably not not enough to be, I would say, fulfilled with it. Um, and once again, we can talk about all the various factors at play here, you know, um, in layman's terms, like how much of a horn dog is the man? Like, what are his standards? Will he have sex with a woman who he's not even really into intimately, who he's not even really that attracted to, you know, like, and I, for the most part, I have somewhat high standards, I would say, and a pretty good amount of sexual discipline, um, which is obviously not that big of a deal when you're single anyway. But anyway, the point is, um, you know, yeah, a lot of men like myself do have somewhat high standards, and we're not just going to sleep with anybody. Um, but with that being said, I know that there are a lot of us out there who would like to be having more sex than we are. And there are a lot of factors in this. And, um, so, you know, kind of to, to go into why, like, well, like, why does this happen? Because they literally, I mean, there are, there are statistics that show it. I talked about some of my, you know, more than year long dry streaks. There was one, what is this graph here? Like it was a Washington post article from 2018 talked about how 27% of men, um, under 30 who report zero female sex partners since they turned 18, as opposed to eight percent in 2008 like anyway all these st statistics are, are up especially in like the 18 to 29 year old category actually now they'll talk about a lot of things they talk about social media how um 
we're kind of, I mean, I think we're less masculine in general. You know, we're less likely to approach a woman in person. We have less confidence regarding, you know, in-person interactions, which obviously to have sex, whether it starts online or in person, to have actual sex, there's going to have to be some in-person interaction at some point. And we lack some confidence in that area. Um, and people will talk about how the pandemic probably, probably, among the things that it made worse in society, has probably made this worse. You know, the use of dating apps, of course, is high. I've talked about in previous episodes how I'm on and have been on dating apps. I think they have their pros and cons. Do I think that they help men have sex more often than usual? Well, I mean, I guess statistically... Probably not just because men are having less sex than, you know, than we did in the past. And the use of dating apps is pretty high, in my opinion. Um, so I think this is a big part of it. I think social media plays a big role just in the sense of, number one, it's, um, it's making us worse at actually starting up conversations in person. And I'm actually guilty of this. I've talked about this, how you know, I'll, I'll start up a conversation, slide into the DMs, the direct messages with a girl on Instagram, probably more often than I meet a woman spontaneously in person. Now, part of it, part of it, part of this is just societal, you know, cause like I'm someone, I work from home. I don't see women on a regular basis during my day to day life, at least not when I'm working, right? I'm not out in the city, you know, working downtown or something like that. I live downtown, but I'm working from home. So the point is like, I have to go out of my way to, you know, after work hours to meet women. And there are a lot of guys in this situation. And by the way, a lot of the things I'm saying, I'm sure apply to women as well. This is not just a men aren't having sex problem. Although I think it's, it applies more to men now as well. Um, so there's part of that. I mean, it's just the digital online world that we live in. We are not getting out as much quite literally. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one big thing. Now there's some other, you know, articles here that talk about some of the other reasons, right? I mean, okay. So, okay, this, there was one article I was reading features.inside.com and it talked about like the four theories on why young men aren't having sex is number one, it's the economy stupid saying that like, uh, you know, the labor participation rates, there's more unemployment among young men. I mean, I think there are different factors, but I think a bigger factor is the fact that, like I said, I think there is a growing rich, poor gap and I don't mean just exactly how much money you have, but this is a big part of it. I think there is a growing gap between the men who are at like the top, the cream of the crop, and then the rest. Does that make sense? And oddly enough, I say this from a very objective perspective, I feel. I actually am one of the rare ones who falls somewhere, not at the cream of the crop, but definitely not like with the masses, if that makes sense. I, I really do try to say this from an objective. I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything like that, but based on the attributes that I have, um, you know, nowadays with where I'm at in life right now, I am definitely not in the elite 1% that the women are flocking to. If I was, I wouldn't have to use dating apps and I wouldn't have to even, I wouldn't have to chase women ever. Right. Um, which we could debate that the idea of whether or not men should even ever look to chase women or should you just try to better yourself to be the man, the best man possible. And then women will chase you. There's, I think we could debate that, but that is a valid statement that some people would make. Um, but anyway, I think that, um, you know, I joke sometimes how here in Minneapolis, in my city, like I'm, I'm the last good option that women got here downtown, just because we don't have that many. We definitely don't have very many like strong, fit, athletic, straight males here in downtown Minneapolis nowadays. Um, so, and it depends on where you are in the world, but I think you guys know what I'm talking about. And social media does play a role in this, how there are men who, and this applies to both men and women. 
like the cream of the crop, the cream of the crop get tons of attention, okay? These are guys that have, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers for whatever reason that they do. You know, they run around wearing, you know, extremely nice clothes. They're fit. They're jacked. They have a lot of money from something. The same goes from women. It's a bit more sexualized even so with women. But these types of people have access to, you know, probably hundreds on the daily uh, people of the opposite sex who would be interested in them, okay, just because of the way social media works, um, and it's and it's almost it's almost like being a celebrity. Like there are more celebrities nowadays just because of social media. Like people who wouldn't even be considered like a standard celebrity. Like like my parents wouldn't even consider them a celebrity just because they're not on like mainstream TV, but because of how big they are on social media, they are basically celebrities. So there are there are a lot of those, but when I say a lot, I'm still only talking about like, you know, 1% or less of society, right? And I think that one of the things, so this is a controversial idea here, but one of the things is that women um how do i put this well okay i'll just put this in a way that i've heard it described and it makes sense to me and you can debate it if you'd like but a lot of women now would opt for and are actually better off theoretically being one of the multiple women for an extremely rich successful let's call it an extremely high value guy than being in a one-on-one monogamous relationship with an average guy does that make sense? And it, it definitely happens out there. There's definitely a lot of this that is existing. And I think that, you know, some women might say, oh, no, that's disgusting. I need to be in a monogamous relationship with my man. I think that some women out there would basically agree with that statement and even behave in ways that show that they agree with it, but they wouldn't want to admit it, right? Um, but that is definitely a thing nowadays. It's definitely a thing. And I think I don't have stats to back this up, but I have heard kind of a lot, and I even feel like I see this in society where the majority of the women are in the hands of a very small percentage of men. Okay? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm more than happy to debate this if anyone wants to jump on the podcast with me sometime and debate it. But I really do think that that's a thing that's going on right now. And not necessarily that they're all, you know, it's not like I'm saying these are, you know, polygamous relationships, polygyny and everything. Like, officially, I'm not saying that a man, that every man, especially in the U.S. here, has got like four secret wives or something like that. Um, but I'm saying that I think that the men that that are being successful at whatever stage of life they're in, whether they are well, possibly even married or whether they're single and dating or whatever, I think that the men that are successful and that are having sex frequently and that are with, you know, that are being successful with women in general have tons of options. They have tons of options. And then the greater majority of men don't have hardly any options, if any at all. I think that that's what's happening in society. I do think that that's true. Definitely debatable. Um, now, um, you know, other societal factors. Okay, so I want to talk real quick about just like the low testosterone thing because the low testosterone thing is definitely a real issue in society. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, so, I, you know, I know myself in the past, my testosterone levels are good now, at least last I checked. I didn't check them a few years ago when I think they were low, but I'm pretty sure they were definitely low for a few years there because I was chronically underslept, overstressed, didn't really know that much about what I was doing with my holistic health, um, and did not have as much of a sex drive as I probably should have for a man in his late 20s, early 30s. Now, libido and testosterone, like sex drive and testosterone are not exactly the same thing, but there's a big correlation between the two, okay? So a big part of, not, not, a, not the biggest part of this in my opinion, but a part of this definitely is the, um, 
the low low testosterone lower testosterone among males that has started to happen over the last decade or two or three um, and there's many factors involved in this lack of sleep social media um, possibly too much exposure to Wi-Fi and 5g possibly all of the um, chemicals and um, you know pollutants and things like that we're exposed to there's a lot of reasons for our low testosterone um, and I've got other episodes where I talk about probably how to boost it but just get better sleep lift some weights eat some good food uh, be holistically healthy um, so but but definitely our desire to have sex is probably not as high as it was before um, now the biggest thing though let me see I mean did I miss anything in these other articles okay, smartphones and social media some of these men are probably gay I mean it does seem to be definitely a rise in the number of gay men which is is fine but it doesn't explain the fact that the rest of us can't get laid <laughs> um, okay right okay yeah so here we go they talk about porn as well here um, no and yeah just to back myself up in the testosterone I'm trying to think what does it show here this is a graph on I mean it's some random site but I mean I believe it it's evolved evolvedtelemed.com okay so total and calculated bioavailable T concentrations in men in the Massachusetts male age study. Like basically from 1987 to 1989, around the time I was born, median total testosterone was at 501. What is that? Is it nanograms per deciliter? I don't know what it's measured in. I always forget. But like I think mine's in the 600s right now, which is pretty good. Um, but it went down to fourth. It was 501, went down to 435 in 1995 to 97, down to 391 in 2002 to 2005, but it's even lower now. And the median bioavailable testosterone has been getting lower and lower. I'm sure free testosterone, which I believe is said to be more important than total testosterone, is also down. You get the point. Testosterone is down, and it ain't going up anytime soon, it wouldn't appear. Um, so that's a big part of it, but I think I still think the biggest one is porn. I think pornography is the biggest, biggest issue. Um, and for me, like I can say in part of in my sexual and dating journey, I think that porn has been a big problem, um, and to the point where... I am now on a porn detox for at least the rest of 2023. Um, I took a month off of porn earlier this year, and I'm going to explain about that in a sec here. But I think that porn um, messed me up in terms of sexuality and dating just because of the amount of porn I consumed. Uh, you know, I would say I can't even remember if I started in my late teens or whatever. But it just gives you such a distorted reality. Uh, it, it's several things. It gives you it gives you a distorted reality of what sex actually is and should be. Um, it it's an easy cop out. It's an easy. It's a, it's it's the path of least resistance. And I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I love the way that was phrased in a different article. Um, and it also it also gives us aspect or access to unrealistically hot women who basically don't exist in modern society. Um, you know, we get to choose. Like, okay. Like, think about this. You're on a porn site, and you get to, to pick, literally. You can search through thousands and thousands and thousands of videos to find the hottest one. You're always looking at the hottest one. Like, when I watch porn, I'm looking at the I'm looking for the hottest, sexiest one every time. I will literally, I mean, guys probably, and women probably do this too. I'll, like, set it up as, like, a competition where I'm, like, watching a couple videos to see, like, which one of these three or four that I've deemed the hottest can get me the horniest, and I can get my rocks off best too. You know, like, we are picking the hottest one every time, right? And when you're picking the hottest one, yet you don't have the nuts, pun intended, to go out there and talk to a woman in the real world. Like, like let me put it to you this way. We're, you know, we are masturbating to a 10 out of 10 every time, yet we don't have the guts, the nuts, to go talk to a 6 out of 10 in person, okay? This is a big, big, big problem. And I think that, number one, um, porn screwed me up to where I didn't really understand 
um, okay, I think I finally started to get to be a, you know decent at sex now that I'm in my mid-30s, but I had no clue what I was doing with real sex when I first started because it's so much different than what we're exposed to on porn. This is part of the issue. Um, and in terms of, well, first off, you, you have no idea how to actually please the other person. You, you watch porn and you learn how to please the other self, or you please yourself. Because let's be real, not many of us are actually watching porn. That way we can learn like, oh, what does the man do to please the woman in this video? You know, and, you know, most porn is just kind of stupid videos anyway. Like there are very few, in my opinion, that are like actually true, like romantic, emotionally beautiful sex. Um, you know, it's... Yeah, uh, it's it's porn. It's 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 bad. I mean, it, it has is a terrible influence on us. Now, um, what happens with it? I would say the biggest the biggest issue within the issue of porn is just the fact that it's so easy for us. It's the path of least resistance, and I know this is true for myself because even you know now that I've gotten to be a bit more successful finally with women in the real world, actual real real women, you know, I still have. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I've definitely still over the past. Let's see. Well, it's been two and a half years since I've been single. You know, I know I've masturbated more than I had real sex during that time, right? Um, and like I said, I've been having real sex more often over the past however long. You guys better like how open I am on this podcast, by the way. I don't feel like there's that many podcasts where the host talks about how often he or she um, masturbates. But, um, okay. And so the thing is, it's because it's such an easy out. It's so easy. And, and honestly, part of it. You know, this is this is the bad thing is that you do have to admit that there are quite a few pros of masturbation and this is why it's used so often because it is the path of least resistance because you don't have to go through all of the work required to get real sex, right? You don't have to, you know, well, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out how to please the other person, how to get the woman emotionally in the mood. You don't have to spend money and no, I'm not talking about, you know, a hooker here in this case, but I'm talking about how, for, you know, one way or the other, most men are essentially paying to have sex because if you're in a relationship with a woman and you're getting to the point where you have sex you've probably paid for more things than she's paid for to that point we could debate that topic as well and this is where the feminists are probably screaming at me right now through the screen but um but either way so so sex takes work and, it, and, it, and then there's a cost to it right whereas with masturbation i mean it's so easy we get to you know have we get to find a 10 out of 10 who's the hottest woman we're ever going to probably see on the internet we get to do it on our own time frame we don't have to work hard for it like everything is easy it's free whether or not it should be unless you're one of those people who play, pays for like a a platinum subscription which they do pretty good jobs with those honestly it was like, they almost get me sometimes like oh i gotta see that whole video um but anyway, and so it's, it's too easy. It's the path of least resistance. And since most of us nowadays are fairly lazy and we're not used to taking the path of most resistance in most aspects of life, we take the path of least resistance, even though it doesn't give us as good of a result as actual sex because porn, because masturbation is not as fulfilling as regular sex. I think that even, what is it, that they both produce dopamine, but not I think only real sex produces serotonin. Don't quote me on that. But I mean, I think every guy would know that you've probably probably feel better unless it was like a total bad decision in one night stand with someone you shouldn't have hooked up with. Like real sex is going to make us feel better and feel better about ourselves definitely than masturbation, okay? So why do we do it? Well, because of all those pros that I just discussed, right? Now, it's a big problem for society because the more and more men that continue just resorting to masturbation and taking the easy way out, well, when we do that, we make ourselves worse at real sex. I think there's no question. I think masturbating 
definitely doesn't help your ability to have real sex and it probably makes it worse and it just makes it less and less likely that we're going to find an actual woman and have real sex and let me explain and because ultimately like we need to have real sex to move forward as a species and um i know that, you know there are plenty of people out there who still wait till they're married to, to have sex for the first time but i also think that for for the most part you know, most of us are having sex before marriage, and it's important to be at least pretty good at sex. And this is, keep in mind, this is coming from a guy, like I've been told by multiple women that I'm bad in bed, okay? And I've also been told that I'm good in bed in certain situations, so I've gone back and forth. Like, it's not it's not all black and, you know, black and white, and I feel like we're, I'm on an, I'm on an improvement path, you know what I mean? Um, i got to keep working, keep getting better, just like with everything in life. Um, but it's very important to be good and better, at least have a certain skill set, right, to be able to please a woman. Because this is, everybody looks for this in, in a relationship. That's one of the most important things everyone will tell you, okay? The sex has to be good, right? Um, so as young men, we should be developing our sexual skills. And the fact that a lot of us just aren't even having sex at all is alarming. It's bad. And believe me, like when I've come off my dry streaks, the first round is usually not my best effort, <laughs> um, you know, and um, what else was I going to add to that? Just so just like to give to, to give you even more of an example of why, like, why is porn bad? OK, so like I said, porn, it just makes it so we're so much less likely to go and actually seek out real sex because it's such an easy out. So like like I was saying, I decided finally a few weeks ago that I'm like, OK, no more porn for the rest of 2023, at least I'll reevaluate that decision starting on January 1st of 2024. Because once again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't pros there. There is some value, I think, in ejaculating and in, in masturbating. If you have no access to sex, you know, it's, it's not like it's a totally unhealthy healthy thing for us there is value in ejaculating right and i know people are going to cite the prostate cancer thing saying oh males who ejaculated or had sex 21 times a month got less prostate cancer yeah maybe okay yeah the point is ejaculating is is healthy for us um so i'm not saying that, it, that it's always bad i mean if you got to get your own rocks off you know do it but but that's why like i said i'm, I'm gonna you know reevaluate on january 1st okay of 2024 like should i put porn <laughs> and masturbation back into my life at all. Because right now I have a hard commitment that I'm not going to do it for the rest of 2023, right? Now, I also, I made it, was it April or something of this year where I made that commitment as well? I, I actually lost a bet to a friend and I, I agreed if I lost the bet that I wouldn't masturbate for a month, right? And I stuck to that, okay? Now, in that month, let me explain this to you. I think going into that, I had not had sex in a couple months, okay? In that month... Without going into too many details, um, in that month I hadn't—I had been masturbating before that. I had not had sex with a real girl <laughs> for a few months before that. But once masturbation was taken off the table, in that month, I think I had sex like nine or ten times during that next month because masturbation was not allowed. Okay, because I still had the desire to go out, to have sex. I had the desire to ejaculate. Okay, and I'm like, all right. Well, I got to go out in the real world and hunt now. <laughs> I know that people are going to be like, oh, you sick bastard. You went out and hunted for women. No, like I dated a few women, you know, was dating a few women. And, you know, um, I had sex with a couple of them, you know, and they consented to it. And it was good. And we, you know, both enjoyed it and everything. That's what I mean. You know, I went out into the real world and had sex with several women. Okay. And like, Wow. What a concept. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what the next five to six months hold for myself personally as I go on the, the no porn, no masturbation, um, you know, rule as well. Um, 
because the idea, and it's not like I'm even setting a goal saying I'm going to try to get laid or have sex, you know, X times per week or anything like that. But the idea is to put myself in a situation where I need to be out there in the real world, if not having sex, at least dating women. Because I'm, I'm very single right now as I record this podcast. And it's always funny because, like, I never know, you know, these, these always um, release two to three weeks on average after I record them. And, like, I never know who's going to listen to this podcast. And I always, like, I'm always very kind of careful with the way I phrase things because I have been dating and I've had a few times over the past year and a half where like I'm almost getting into something more serious with a girl and then for one reason or another it just kind of ends up not working but um maybe it's because I talk too much about sex and masturbation on podcasts I don't know but the point is I'm I'm very single right now okay um very single and dating very single and very dating okay (laughs) dating in as many ways as possible in person using dating apps using Instagram to talk to girls still, you know, things like that. Um, so I'm, I'm very in the game still, okay? And, and you know, some people are going to be like, oh, you sick, perverted bastard. But it's like, but I have options, okay? Like, there are options that I can date and potentially have sex with. Um, and, that, and that's the thing, and that's what we should be striving for as men. Because as, as men, what we don't want to be, you know, to have options is a good thing, okay? And then to treat women well and to, you know, uh, be disciplined when the time is right and commit when the time is right, that's, the, that's a great thing. But we want to have options as men. We should be having options. Um, And so I guess where I was going with all that is um, I think that as much as like society maybe would say like you might even look at me and be like, oh, what a player he sounds like on this or like what a whatever. Um, Ultimately... (laughs) I th- I think I've determined for myself that this is the best way that I need to move forward to try to become the best man I can become eventually for a future wife. Does that make sense? And I'm almost convinced. I'm not I'm not 100% truly convinced. I'm almost convinced that monogamy and eventual marriage and and having children with with a wife and being in a monog- monogamous relationship is the best thing for me. I'm almost 100% convinced, okay? Um, Not totally 100% convinced. I'm almost 100% convinced. I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. I will never cheat on a woman. I have never cheated on a woman. I will never cheat on a woman, okay? Now, what does that mean? That means if we get into a monogamous relationship and we are exclusive, we agree to that, I will not have sexual relations with another woman. I will not do it. I, I, heck, I'm not even going to be stupid, okay? I'm not even going to be DMing another woman because I know what that leads to. Like, one thing leads to another, and then, um, yeah, like, I'm, you know, like, when I, when I commit to something and get disciplined, I just, she just shut down everything else. Boom, cut it off, right? Um, now, it will probably take a while, especially with what I've learned about myself and about life and, and dating in general over the last year or two, I think it'll take a while before I get into a, an exclusive monogamous relationship with a woman. Maybe I never will necessarily again. Who knows? Um, there, there's kind of a lot going on in my head right now. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, and I do have reasons to you know, suggest that maybe monogamy is not the best idea for a lot of people or even for myself. Um, but with that being said... If I am in a monogamous relationship with a woman at any point here in the future, I will not cheat on her. That's not going to happen because I am a man of my word. I stick to my commitments. I'm just going to be very careful with what commitments I make in any aspect of life, whether this is anything in my personal life um, or, you know, 
anything, any commitment to a woman, right? And that's why I'm committed. I'm not going to be watching porn or jacking off for the rest of 2023, and we'll see where that leads. But I think that this is a valuable thing that other men can pursue as well, just because this is, it's, it's literally, it sounds crazy, but we are pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, a lot of us, by going and seeking real sex. It's like, holy shit, I have to talk to a woman on the street? I have to try to get her to come in eventually. I have, to try, oh, I have to take her out on a date maybe. I have to do these things, whatever. Depends on what she's looking for exactly. But I have to try to actually tell her to come to my house or apartment or wherever I live. To tell her to come into my bedroom and to tell her to, to take her clothes off and to have sex with me. I have to do that? Yes, knucklehead, you do. And here's the thing. If you've been... If you've become the man that you should become, or at least somewhat on the path, here's the thing to keep in mind. She will want that. This is the thing that I feel like we don't even understand sometimes as low-confidence men, because I've been a low-confidence man before. I'm not right now, but I've been a low-confidence man before. What we forget sometimes is that as long as we are a decent-looking, nice man and have a few things going for us, the woman will want to have sex with you under the right circumstances. I feel like we forget that sometimes, literally. Um... So, we should start trying to have sex more. <laughs> and um, that's, you know, if you want to take anything else from this episode, I mean, let me just like kind of quick run through and make sure like I, I talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, and then like the porn thing is real because even even like friends groups, I swear, kind of like rally around it. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're the most like the five people that we surround ourselves with in lots of different aspects of life too and this is one as well because when you get porn you get porn when you get friends that are that are watching porn and jacking off as well and then all of a sudden like like that can become a topic of discussion who's your favorite porn star who's your this it's like go get a real girl come on like and i'm telling this to myself because i like i said i've been not an addict i wouldn't consider myself a total porn addict but i've watched enough of it before and masturbated enough before and it's like god damn it this is silly are you a 34 year old man you're a 34 year old man out here in the world and we need to make some freaking more kids in this world because i could be a pretty dang good father if i could make some kids and i've talked about that before on this show as well i don't have any biological children of my own um but yeah, and I've also kind of just taken a turn in recent years. I wasn't sure if I wanted to have kids of my own uh, up until recently. I am pretty sure now. Obviously, I still want to do it with the right woman under the right circumstances. Does it necessarily require marriage? Um, I'm not sure about that yet, but I am pretty convinced that I want to have kids of my own. I do. Um, and just because I think that it is. It's the ultimate thing that we can do um, for society. It's the ultimate way we can do good in this world is to produce children and to raise them as well as possible. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that I share this episode because uh, I wanted to put it into more of like a societal um you know, uh, kind of give a societal perspective on it and why I think that men are having less sex than usual. And then also just talk from my personal experience about why I maybe definitely didn't have as much sex as I should have been having in my, you know, 20s, for example, um, or even early 30s. And just kind of like where I'm at right now. I think that we should be, uh, like I said, um, I don't want this to come off as me being like an asshole or a player or a misogynist or whatever. But I think as young heterosexual males, you know, between the ages of, I don't know, 18, I mean, yeah, I'm between, let's go between 18, as men in our 20s and 30s, right? As men in our 20s and 30s, 
we should be actively pursuing a sexual relationship with a woman or with women. Now, if you're going for a relationship and a monogamous relationship with a woman, that's that's probably the best thing. Go for that. Find the girl you want and have a monogamous sexual relationship with her. If you don't want to be in a relationship, you want to just remain single, then, you know, f- you know, find a woman or women who are interested in doing that. Be honest and upfront about your intentions um, and go for that. But pursue relationships with women. We should be pursuing relationships with women because if we don't, um, I think it's a skill that needs to be practiced. And I definitely don't think that it's a skill that I've ever been very good at. I think I'm getting decent at it now. You know, I become good at a lot of things in life. I've become good at several sports. I've become good at five languages. I've become good at, I mean, I don't know, some would say decent at recording podcasts. I've become good at fitness and personal training. But relationships with women is something that I am still on the path of becoming good at. But we need it. We need to be good at it as men because this is how the world goes around. This is how humans procreate, is men and women have sex and make babies, okay? You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel. Did I get that right? Yeah. Point of this episode is, we need to be having more sex. I'm going to be out here trying. I hope you guys are too. (laughs) All right, we'll talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.